anti-Catholic sentiment as public safety by Lyle May. Five of us and the Catholic priest sat around the table making small talk when the Haitian chaplain stepped over and held up his hands, signaling his desire to interrupt before Mass began. Gentlemen, the North Carolina Department of Public Safety has established a new religious practices policy as of February 1st, 2018. The main one that applies to your Catholic service is that no offender will be allowed to consume the wine. Only the priest may do so. He looked wary, as if he had created a list of potential responses to our reaction. Angel's thin mustache turned down with the corners of his mouth. You've got to be kidding me. We litigated this before. New policy? Right. We'll see about this crap. I'll write the Vatican again. We'll just have to sue you guys again since you've forgotten. Disgusted. Jeff dropped the front legs of his chair to the floor and unfolded his arms. We'll just have to write some grievances. You cannot grieve policy, said the chaplain. Really? Jeff sat up. What is this, a friggin' tyranny? We can't write grievances about policy? That's what they're for. We have to write a grievance just to get stays of execution. Writing an administrative remedy procedure, or a grievance, is a necessary first step before any litigation can move forward. Even if you want to sue the prison because the guards are beating you in full restraints, you have to write a grievance first. Of course, doing so is a ridiculous waste of time. The patent response by the administration is to quote the very policy you are claiming has been violated or is unconstitutional, or they claim their officers are doing the job they've been paid to do. The grievances on the inside mean nothing, but courts on the outside require us to fill them out anyway. Keith, Andrew, and me sat and watched, knowing the chaplain didn't really care what we thought or did, so long as it did not involve him. The chaplaincy had never really been for us. They are seldom more than another type of guard enforcing a specific set of rules. Sensing it was time to move on, the priest cleared his throat and began Mass, reciting the familiar greeting and making the sign of the cross. For the entirety of my 19 years on death row, I have attended Catholic Mass and celebrated the Eucharist, both the host and wine, on Thursday afternoons. There's never been a problem with or abuse of the Holy Sacrament by anyone on death row or anyone in the general population. The amount we consume is mixed with water, as is required by right, and never more than a sip, if that much. Getting a bureaucracy like the prison system to understand this requires a court. Before 1996, there was no Catholic Mass on death row until Angel, a devout Catholic from New York, wrote the Vatican and explained how the chaplaincy at the prison refused to acknowledge Catholicism as a Christian faith, nor allow a priest to deliver Mass at the prison. It took a few months, but Angel received a letter from a Vatican representative who asked for a detailed account of the anti-Catholic sentiment at the prison. Angel responded, and about six months later, the first Catholic priest delivered Mass on North Carolina's death row. One has done so, hearing confessions, delivering Mass, and conveying the Holy Eucharist, every week since then. Of the original members in our small church, only Angel, Jeff, and me remain. Keith, Ryan, and Andrew are our newest brethren, though Andrew is Greek Orthodox. The others I was confirmed with in 2000 have since been executed or succumbed to cancer. We're a small group because the chaplaincy refuses to allow our services to be open for just any prisoner to attend. Over the years, we've experienced a number of petty slights and restrictions on the Catholic faith, faith that are not experienced by Protestant denominations. While most Christian religion pro, 
religious programs in prison are intended to be inclusive and serve all prisoners, it's because they are sponsored almost exclusively by Baptists. Catholic prison ministry is rare and typically rebuffed or undermined by the Religious Affairs Committee within the NCDPS. We have received mixed reactions from the Church on this latest affront and ban on our seat of the blood of Christ. The previous bishop, Monsignor Burbage, before transferring to another diocese, told us, the grace of Christ is present in both the host and the wine. Some of the priests agreed. Some of the deacons disagreed. The problem is less about whether we are receiving the full grace of God conferred in our celebration of the Last Supper. It has little to do with the ingrained disapproval of Catholicism spread into southern white Anglo-Saxon Protestant states. Our conflict is a continuing erosion of fundamental rights justified with the guise of security, or as Jeff pointed out, tyranny in the shape of public safety. Of course a sip of watered wine has nothing to do with safe prisons, but the programs themselves do. Maybe, rather than doing everything in their power to weaken and curtail rehabilitative programs, the chaplaincy and prison administration could improve volunteer-based programs and facilitate Catholic prison ministry. Anything has to be better than ignoring the very problems that led to the violence in North Carolina prisons in 2017 and covering it up with a concern for better staffing and security. Try some better policies. 